0: or get help with anything else, and a lot more. If you're interested in joining the community, buying some merch, sponsoring the show, or signing up for the newsletter, please go to buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Cameron Brown. He's an international speaker and storyteller. Cameron, welcome back to the show.
1: Great to be back, Kevin. Good to hear you,
0: man. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. Um, We were just chatting quickly before and, you know, it's been kind of 10 months and um, you've clearly had an incredible career, but you've, even in the 10 months that we haven't talked, you've done kind of an incredible amount of stuff, but... Maybe before we get into all that fun stuff, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with your background and kind of where you grew up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, uh, as you can tell from the accent, uh, <laughs> sure. most people can tell from the accent. Now I get crossed with uh, with different people, with different countries now, but uh, from, from Australia originally, I, I grew up in Outback, Australia. Uh, my family still lives there, so I love, love getting back and... Uh, uh, just being there and being a cool uncle and and getting some quality family time in uh, when I go back. Uh, yes, you know, spent a, a lot of years there and uh, and uh, 18 months ago sold everything that I owned, uh, embarked on a on a global quest. There was a few different reasons behind it. One to show that you don't need things to be happy. Uh, another to show that you can build relationships with anybody in the world Um, doesn't matter where you are um, as long as you've got an internet connection you can uh, build wherever you are and uh, and also there was this uh, I I had noticed this uh, power in curiosity that I had been starting to explore for a while and I really wanted to test that out um, and see whether there was real power in what I was talking about and like the I mean the last last 18 months has been definitely testament to um to that that piece that um but yeah that's uh that's kind of where where things have happened over the last 18 months and and where I where I grew up.
0: Sure. So for people that don't know I I want to spend a little bit more time about you mentioned you sold kind of most things that you own and you've mm. basically been traveling the globe doing a bunch of stuff. Do you want to kind of walk us through that journey and kind of what you've been up to bef- right before the thing that you released yesterday. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, totally.
1: So, yeah, I, I spent uh, time in 10 countries across four continents, Wow! Uh, and it was uh, a yeah, crazy experiences to go with that, that's for sure. I uh, did a lot of time uh, within Latin America um, and finished up in Europe as well. Uh, so, there was uh, time living in Costa Rica and uh, Colombia, Argentina, and, wow. uh, and some other beautiful countries. Uh, as I was traveling, uh, I continued uh, coaching people so i've been writing a, a coaching and training company for the last eight years now uh, and while i was traveling uh, i didn't do as many speaking engagements as i normally would i still did speaking engagements in the four continents, but um but uh, coaching was was a was a major part of of being able to do that ongoing, so uh, doing those with high performers uh, internationally through virtual breakthrough days and ongoing coaching. Okay. Um, so that was fantastic to be able to continue doing um, the beauty of technology, to be able to uh, continue running a company and, and continue uh, helping people and helping them to step up to that next level of excellence. Um, and then while I was traveling, I was I was in uh, helping with different projects and helping to tell stories through videos. Uh, so different philanthropic projects to to really help them uh, amplify their message and uh, and that was really a, a way of giving back and um, again to show the power that technology has to to speed up and magnify our creativity, innovation, and impact in the world. So there was sea turtle project, there was a, a you know, many reforestation projects and sustainability projects in in different parts of the rainforest. Uh, so that was really amazing. And, uh, and as, as I've gone then, it's, uh, it's, yeah, then led to the uh, release of, there was a, a video that I released of Columbia last year um, in around August or September 2017. And uh, that went, that ended up going viral. It's, uh, you know, it's now at about 800 and, or 830,000 organic views.
0: Wow. Um, that's on, that's uh, huge, man. Congrats.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. That's that's just on one of the social platforms and then the others have received a decent amount of views as well. So, you know, that's uh, that's that's uh, served me very well, that one with captured uh, drone footage of rainforests and waterfalls and beaches and then uh, all of the nature sounds I captured while traveling as well. And then uh, when I was in Argentina uh, writing some new music, I had a, a grand piano in my apartment that I was leasing there and um, while well, I wrote some new so- actual songs, uh, like the lyrics to them as well, um, i also wrote the the music for that uh, that that short film uh, so that was really really cool to be able to do to be able to sit down at a piano and and uh, you know feel what inspires me most about the the previous few months living in colombia and um, yeah it was uh, it was pretty cool to have uh, that many people uh, watching it and being inspired by that and wanting to wanting to help protect so that's uh yeah that's some of the stuff that's been going on man
0: that's great man yeah i i I love that i i think it's very cool that you're that you're basically traveling around i I think a lot of people well most people wouldn't have kind of um be able to do that right like just kind Mm -hmm. of pick up and leave and travel the world and do all these projects while still running a company is is inspiring to people and you're right like i think i was just thinking about this as you were talking like I think every... This is the third time you've been on the show for some context. I think you've been in three different countries each time we recorded. (laughs) That's quite possible, man. (laughs) Because I think the last time you recorded, we were in Argentina. And I think before that, you were somewhere in Europe, maybe? Or you were back in Australia? I can't remember. But you were definitely... Somewhere um, else. Yeah. Which is very, very cool, right? So
1: Yeah. I I think the... uh, you know, understanding what it is that you're wanting to experience, and knowing the outcomes that you're shooting for, and then having clarity about how you're going to execute on that. Um, because for some people, yeah, it might not be traveling the world; it might be running a company in a specific area. Um, there might be a physical location that you have. It's um, it could be about uh, being in a relationship. It could be about getting fit and healthy. Whatever whatever the things are that you are wanting to experience in this lifetime. It's about being really clear on that, being curious then about how you might actually get there and not needing to know all of the answers um, and because that allows you to play in the unknown and it's a really important thing that I've learned over the, especially over the past 18 months. Uh, But then executing um, and executing uh, well because uh, once you uh, know what it is you're wanting to experience and you've got an understanding as to how you can get there, um, it's about going forward with confidence and clarity uh, and the courage to actually execute on on what it is that you say you're going to do versus just it being another idea that you thought might work uh, but didn't end up getting around to it. Um, so I think that that together, uh, and, and that's what it was for the last 18 months, it was traveling around, the you know, traveling the world and that was the only thing that I, that I was wanting to do at that time uh, was uh, being able to showcase through the Impact Diaries, which was the project, uh, showcase those things that I mentioned before um, and, uh, you know, being able to do that in a really effective way and now it's a it's a different focus. Um, I'll still be traveling a lot, but it won't be as much as what it, what it was because there's more multi-sensory speaking engagements that I'm doing in North America now. So, um, it, again, it, as as you evolve, the way I see it, as you learn, as you grow, as you evolve into new versions of yourself, it's about understanding, well, where is that next phase of growth? Where is that next level of evolution going to come from? and And how can I position myself in the best way to ensure that I can capitalize on that um, and allow myself to make a great impact. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, an element of thinking that has to be required there to, to ensure that you uh, are able to achieve exactly what you're wanting to achieve.
0: Sure. So before we kind of get into um, some other, a couple of things, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So how do you work with individuals? Like what types of stuff do you kind of walk them through? Because obviously they need to be, be at least open to the idea of, kind of changing their mindset a bit and, and kind of adopting some new ideas. Is that fair to say? Oh,
1: 100%. I mean, usually the, those that I'm working with are high achievers. They've already achieved a great level of success. Okay. Uh, they're, they're wanting to get to that next phase of excellence. Uh, so they're either in a, in a decent leadership position, wanting to get there, uh, you know, either running, maybe running a company and running it successfully. Uh, but what happens is, uh, as especially those tuning in, the high achievers, uh, this this happens ongoing is that we consistently exceed the level we believe we're unconsciously worthy of, sure. uh, and that's really important to understand that uh, as we learn and grow and evolve. Uh, we can we, we reach that capacity that we have and a new level of thinking is required uh, in order to move to that next phase of excellence. So I love doing it with, with good people that are, that are wanting to do greater things. Um, so yeah, openness to change is, is a, uh, absolutely a prerequisite. I mean, that's openness to change is how you grow <laughs> sure. uh, at the end of the day, let alone whether, whether you're working with somebody or not. Uh, everything, all growth occurs outside of your comfort zone. Because everything inside of your comfort zone is everything you already know. Um, And yet, a lot of people spend way too much time inside their comfort zone, which means that the growth doesn't happen as rapidly as what it could. Um, I remember, though, one one of my mentors said, like, this is years ago now, uh, but it really stuck with me. It was that uh, the quality of your life will be in direct correlation with the amount of uncertainty you can handle.
0: Interesting. I love
1: that. I love it. Because the, the and the reason I love it so much is because it basically states and shows that the amount of uncertainty you can uh, the uncertainty is outside your comfort zone it's everything that is unknown so far and the more that you can be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that does take some practice it does take some time and effort but um, it's about finding certainty in the things that you can be certain about so that then you can spend more time in the in in the things that are outside of your comfort zone um, one of those is backing yourself and, and having certainty that you're able to work things out regardless of what you'll be exposed to um, that's a really big one uh, but yeah openness to change is, is incredibly important uh, and then willingness uh, sure. to go forward as well, willingness to know that you don't have all the answers because none of us have all the answers. Because no. uh, no. another thing that one of one of the mentors said to me once is, is is the moment you think you've arrived is the moment you're in for a very big fall. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. That's I'll actually that. really good advice.
1: It's so good. It's so good because it's just—it's just such a humbling experience. Of any time that you know that you think to yourself, oh yeah, I've made it. I really got it, and i have i you know done this. So like, ah, there's something coming, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> that, that humbleness is is beautiful as well because it allows you, no matter what success you might have um, as an individual or at a company level, um, then uh, you know, like you said, you you still stay humble, and I think that's a, a really attractive quality for people.
0: Sure. Do you find, though, that sometimes you're working with somebody that's already been successful, they're maybe not willing to change just because of the simple fact that how they've been doing things has made them successful so far?
1: Yeah, that, that's actually a really good question. Uh, so often, I mean, when, when somebody is uh, already successful and there is that constant and never-ending growth trajectory that yeah. um, they're going on. Sure. What I find is usually they are open to open to uh, going forward and open to changing um, and open to breaking through to that next level of thinking. Uh, but yeah, there are, there are some people who uh, feel this is the way that I've done it all the time and uh, this is the way that I'll continue doing it. And if it's still getting you the same result, I mean, this is what I'll usually say to them. If it's getting you the same result and you're still killing it and you're smashing it and it's allowing you to thrive at that next level of excellence, rock on, go for it. Sure. But if if you're finding that it's actually holding you back from uh, succeeding at that next phase of growth, uh, then that's a problem, and it doesn't matter what you've done up until now. It's time to relearn. Um, it's time to uncover how you could get the next to that next phase, um, and that's you know that's usually enough for you know, like I said, if somebody's a high achiever and they go, well, I want to get there, and I'm not there yet, and for some reason there's something that's getting in the way, something that's worked up until now hasn't worked now to get me to into the next phase. Um, well, maybe it's time to do something different.
0: Sure. So how do you work with them to kind of figure out what they need to do and or change to get to the next thing that they're chasing after or that next kind of goal or milestone?
1: Yeah, it. it I mean, it really depends on which area that I'm helping them work on. Sure. Uh, often, it's, often it's that next level of thinking. So um, usually there's some form of emotional intelligence. Uh, component to it uh, of how, how am I thinking right now? How is that holding me back? And how do I need to think instead in order to get to where I want to go? Um, so when I do a breakthrough day with a client, for example, uh, what happens is uh, when it comes to our, our makeup, uh, you've got your values will shape your beliefs, beliefs shape thoughts, thoughts shape actions, actions shape results. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the the, uh, the journey that, that we go on. What happens is if we only try to change the action, uh, this is why a lot of people fail at New, new Year's resolutions, right? Uh, is because they go, I'm going to go to the gym this year. And then six <laughs> days into it, they're back to the same stuff that they were always doing, right? Yep. It's because they changed the action. They didn't change any of the values. They didn't change any of the beliefs. They didn't change any of the thoughts. Um, and therefore, as soon as uh, something changed, uh, some external environment uh, changed and it meant that they couldn't go one day, um, then they haven't developed the thinking required uh, to be able to be flexible in their approach. Uh, so so that's, a, that's a big one. Within the breakthrough day, I'll, I'll uncover and help them uncover with, you know, through the power of questioning mostly um, and you know, the, the years of experience now of, of being able to work out, right, what is, what is the limiting pattern playing out here? Because they are patterns at the end of the day. Um, you know, patterns get you the results you want, patterns get you the results you don't want. It's just understanding what patterns am I, are playing out right now, and are they supportive of my success, and are they at going to allow me to get to where I'm actually wanting to go next as well. Um, so I'll work with them on that. Uh, it's really, really cool work, um, especially the values work, because once once somebody's completely aligned, um, and I think this is actually a really good uh, piece to cover here, is is somebody can have really great values. You know, when yeah. you look at personal values, they can have really great values. Let's say somebody has a, has a top value of love, yeah. and you go well, on the surface level, that's a really great value to have. But if you start uncovering underneath the surface and realize that the reason that they have that value of of love uh, is because, well, I didn't I didn't feel loved as a child, then the focus is on. Not being loved as a child, and they're wondering why they continue attracting either business or personal relationships that take advantage of them, or mean that they don't feel like they fit in or belong, or are respected in a work environment, or loved in a personal environment. Um, so once once we get really aligned there, it's like a powerful energy because just imagine uh, for a moment like you've got two, you've got your left hand and your right hand, right? Sure. And and uh, if you've got uh, this internal conflict going on, which is ha- which happens with so many people, uh, if you've got this internal conflict going on underneath the surface unconsciously, you don't really know why it's happening, but you know that for some reason, you're sabotaging your efforts. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you go for a while and then you pull back. For some reason, you go for a while and then you procrastinate. For some reason, there are patterns that are going on here where you go, I, I know I need to be doing something different. But I don't know why I keep sabotaging my efforts. Mm-hmm. And and this is what's going on is that for a period of time, you're thinking that you can do it, but then there's the pullback on the other hand that's actually going in conflict with what you're trying to think in terms of being different. But your value underneath or your belief underneath is actually pulling back because you've got something else that you're believing underneath the surface. And all of a sudden, there's this conflict going on and the amount of energy... The amount of energy that goes into fighting that battle now whether that ends up being and and forming into depression or anxiety or grief or any of those uh things that happen or if it's a lesser amount of that you don't have to be depressed to still have this internal conflict going on that can be detrimental to your productivity and your performance in the workplace and in your personal life as well Uh, if this is going on but if you can then shift that and all of a sudden have all of your values beliefs thoughts, actions, and and, uh, uh, obviously the results that come after that, if you have all of that lined up and all of your energy is going in the same direction, so you imagine like your hands coming together now and pointing in one direction rather than fighting against each other, all of a sudden you've got a massive advantage over a lot of other people out there, uh, but more importantly it allows you to be fulfilled in the moment and also you are your own best friend and you're supporting yourself when you're down, and you're celebrating your successes when you're up, versus what happens in a lot of cases is that uh, we kick ourselves when we're down, and when we're up, we say it's not gonna last.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's something that's really important to understand there.
0: Sure, so you just, maybe let's dive into, you, you have a really interesting, creative project that you just launched. Mm. let's talk about how you came up with the idea what exactly is it and why did you decide to actually execute it because that's got to be a monumental task
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i had it i don't think i really realized how monumental it was when i kicked off man oh my gosh uh totally worth it but oh my gosh it's uh um, so, so uh, earlier, so I mean, I, I love living at this intersection of creativity and, and technology, sure, and, sure. and working out how how can I demonstrate how to thrive in a digital age, um, rather than just talking about it. I like actually showing how it's done as well. Sure, um, it's sure. the reason for that eighteen uh, month project. It's the reason for this one that's just released as well. Um, so I was uh, earlier this year, I was invited to uh, deliver the closing talk at uh, Italy's largest TEDx event. Um, Congrats, man.
0: That's huge, actually. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a beautiful and an amazing honor. Um, and so the, the talk that I delivered was on the surprising power of curiosity. Okay. And uh, and how when blended with technology can speed up and magnify our creativity, our innovation, and our impact in the world. Now, I already had some great examples from the previous 18 months of how that was true and and how amazingly uh, remarkable it can be for uh, nurturing a culture of curiosity, but then having the technology there to be able to bring that together and, and uh, speed up and magnify that growth. Uh, but I wanted to do another experiment to really show that it doesn't take that long at all. Uh, yes, it takes work, but you can do things faster than you've ever been able to before. Um, so to show that, uh, I, I wanted to, have a, uh, to deliver a multi-sensory experience on stage. I'd already wanted to have a grand piano on stage, but I thought, well, I wonder if we could get some other people involved around this um, to, to really demonstrate this, uh, this idea, this concept that I was talking about. And what, what resulted is that I ended up working with more than 80 people from 40 countries around the world. Um, we created a music video uh, that's played on the big screen while I played live, the music live on stage on a grand piano. Uh, and, and all the people recorded in their countries in front of mountains and rivers and castles and ruins and all these other crazy locations in countries all over the world. Um, and uh, and uh, what was beautiful about this is every relationship was built through digital technology. Uh, I've never met any of them in person. Uh, Before the project, we never knew each other even existed, and it was done deliberately like that. It was done to showcase, uh, not only is it an inspiring video, but the whole story behind it and how it came to be and why it came to be was, again, the showcase that this power of curiosity. See, I gave myself the space to dream, to think about how I could actually demonstrate this in a really, really powerful and unique and creative way. How could I? How could I then use technology to speed up that process? Then I used technology and executed on that, um, and all of a sudden, four months later, uh, we had this remarkable uh, video that that was used in the talk, and yeah, yesterday uh, released uh, as a standalone video uh, to inspire people around the world. Um, and there's been uh, interviews on TV and radio already, um, and for print, which is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a amazing amazing journey. And to go with that, we we actually. Uh, took a uh, transported a grand piano. Uh, for my part, uh, in the video, transported a grand piano to a place called Garden of the Gods in Colorado, okay. uh, which is this massive rock, red rock formation um, with mountains off in the distance. Um, we transported that before sunrise and filmed with a commercial drone and uh, other state of the art equipment close up and pulled that all together into a into a beautiful video.
0: Very cool, man. So, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the making this thing. So yeah uh, what how did you come up with the original idea though?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. i mean this this is this is where the power of curiosity comes in. Sure. I, I i I'm a big believer and and I really, again, this was to demonstrate this in in for something to be created, there needs to be space for it to be created into. Okay. And this is a really, really powerful insight to have. and uh, and for those tuning in, if you really, really get this, Uh, it it can be a magical uh, tool for you to utilize uh, within your own lives and within your own companies. Um, And I've learned this from writing music for the last 17 years or so now, um, that when I try to write a song, I'm really bad at it. (laughs) Uh, But when when I give myself the space and allow that music to be written through me, somehow magic happens. And and so creating that space, I gave myself the space to to dream and to create and to wonder about what could be possible. Um, Asking myself empowering questions at the same time, knowing what I was wanting to experience on stage with the uh, multisensory talk in at the in Rome um, in Italy. Uh, So being able to ask quality questions that were aligned to that allowed me to guide my curiosity. And I think this is really important because it's the difference between a childlike curiosity. And it's important to have that childlike nature to this curiosity that you nurture. But what we've got available to us as adults is the ability to guide our curiosity toward the outcomes we're actually wanting to experience.
0: The beautiful
1: thing is that we're able to guide that, but not needing to know the answers, So I had no idea that I would be working with people from 40 countries around the world. I didn't know at the time, at the start, that uh, we'd have people uh, recording in these all these crazy locations. I had no idea that I would be out in Garden of the Gods on a grand piano. It's only looking back on it that you go, ah, that yeah, that all lined up beautifully. It's like, you know, it would have been nice to know that back then, but that's, uh, that's the beauty of life, right? And this is what I, what I love about curiosity. It's, it's about going, well, I wonder. Those two words, if you can install them into your vocabulary very, very regularly, um, that's an extremely powerful two words, yet seemingly innocent words. Totally. But through all of that, it was, huh, I wonder if I could have a grand piano on stage and deliver a TEDx talk like, at a, at a, on a large stage. So I wonder if I could have some people involved from around the world. This is how it happened. I wonder, how, I wonder if I could have people involved from actually like all over the world. And I wonder if I could have them involved where they could record in places that are really inspiring. And that all happened. And then I wonder if I could have a grand piano out in the wild somewhere because I thought about having that in the future. I thought I wonder if I could have that for this video. <laughs> and then 24 hours later, I had a locate. I had a, uh, a a piano mover company sorted, a piano sorted, a a drone videographer sorted as well. All we needed to do was find the venue, uh, that the location that we would record at. And just it was just 24 hours. And I, I just looked at it again. Wow, this is so. This concept, this idea, this way of 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 thinking is so so powerful when you give yourself the space to create when you guide then your curiosity and then once you've got that in place you execute on that because and you execute on it so quickly because you've known what it is that you're wanting to experience you've given yourself the space to dream which has allowed you to come up with solutions that you wouldn't have otherwise had the ability to do because you're focusing on everything that you already know and then all of a sudden you've got this beautiful array of things that you could implement and then you work out right, which is the best way forward, based on what I'm wanting to experience, based on what I've come up with here, that would allow me the best chance of success with what I'm wanting to do. And that's what we did.
0: Interesting. So I, I think I, you know where I'm going to go with this, but- I have no idea where you're going to go. I'm just going wherever no, we're going, man. <laughs> no, 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 like with, with where I'm going, now, like how did you find 80 musicians that were strangers in all these countries?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So uh, there's a number of ways. Uh, social media was one. So yeah. I, I put this cryptic uh, uh, post out on, on, on social media that was uh, because it was all done in secret. No one knew okay. outside, of, outside of the project itself, no one knew exactly what was going on. And, uh, and so uh, I put out a post on, on a social media which was simply uh, wanted musicians to be a part of a project to help change the world. Interesting. And that was it. You know, comment below. And uh, people, you know, there were some people that got tagged in. Uh, There was a a viola player in Sweden, for example. Uh, There was a bass player in Australia. There was uh, a number of other people, one in Scotland, another... Uh, person from a couple of you know, another country as well so that was one way um, Instagram was a way that somebody else reached out from the Maldives which was amazing they found out about the project somehow and wanted to be involved which was incredible I, we had that uh, meeting on the phone while I was in Mexico at this villa um, on the beachfront That's um, and uh, just out of the blue just uh, you know, heard from, from him he's an amazing guy we've become good friends uh, he's just a, a great human being um then across to uh there was uh remote work sites was another big one uh so uh reaching out and putting a a job description that um that allowed people to, to know that they were uh going to be a part of something meaningful um and part of something greater than themselves and that was the that was a really a prerequisite that people needed to want to be a part of something like that versus just wanting it to be a part of it for their own self-interest uh so that was a number of uh, another way and then uh and then uh, I, I really wanted some some people from different countries that I hadn't been able to get yet as well. So I I reached out to a couple of contacts that I had and just said, look, do you know anybody who could who you could introduce me to? And uh, I mean that happened in in the Middle East. I, I had a contact a contact that I had who had no, there was no no uh, connection to music whatsoever, and uh, re- just reached out and said, hey, do you know anybody in in the Middle East that uh, that might be interested in doing something like this? And she didn't know anybody, but she knew somebody who might know somebody, and she, uh, you know, they ended up introducing me, and uh, we had a, a couple of amazing people from Jordan um, participate, yeah. uh, which was just phenomenal, uh, and, and really made made it even more magical. So, uh, yeah, there were, there were like a lot of uh, there were a lot of different ways, and you know, then it came down to we had a lot more men to begin with um, who had, and the, and there was no. Uh, there was no uh, thought behind that about making that happen, it just happened like that. Uh, more, a lot more men reached out and so um, I deliberately, uh, there was a lot more work involved in, in having more women involved in that but I really wanted to make sure um, that we had a lot of women involved okay. and as you can see from the video, there is a lot of women involved mm-hmm. um, and it was amazing to get that but I, I put a specific job uh, you know, ad up for example on the remote work sites specifically for females um put another post out on social media specifically for females uh for women who were uh, wanting to be a part of something great um and i think there's something to be said for that that um you know when it comes to diversity when it comes to gender equality when it comes to the challenges that we're facing around these kinds of areas right now you got to realize that there is going to take it is going to take more effort and you've got to be you've uh, okay with putting in that extra effort because, uh, for something to change, there is going to take more effort than what is current right now. Sure, it would have sure. been very easy for me just to go forward and have a lot more men in the project and it still would have been okay, right? Um, but, uh, but I, I, really wanted to demonstrate the, the ability for, for us to, for us to create that equality, for us to create that diversity, um, to, to be able to inspire people to go, you know what, we're, we, we we are going to follow suit here in our own way. Uh, to ensure that uh, that we're doing the what we can uh, to address these issues.
0: No, I think it's great. and And the key there that I think that I really wanted you to focus on and I knew you would say is you basically reached out or posted stuff on kind of social media. So your geographic location and their geographic location really didn't matter because you used the internet. Sure, you wanted people in all these countries, but through technology, you basically were allowed to work with, you know, 80 people in 40 countries, right?
1: Yeah. Th- I mean, this was uh, one of the big reasons for doing this is to show because, I mean, s- technology and specifically social media is is copying a pretty bad rap right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, depression, anxiety, suicide, uh, uh, narcissism, lower levels of empathy. Um, that's not just in younger people. That's definitely happening there. It's also in uh, adults and, uh uh, middle age and and elderly as well. so um, that's uh, that's a really worrying statistic, but here's here's the thing. Uh, the last eighteen months for me has been the exact opposite experience. interesting. It's allowed me to connect with people. take away the, the project we'll get to that in a moment. It's allowed me to it allowed me to connect with people that I would never have had the opportunity to connect with otherwise. Sure, uh, sure. It's allowed more than a million, just over the last, twelve in 2017, there were more than a million organic video views uh, of, of the videos from this journey, which inspired so many people around the world. Um, that would have never happened. I would never have released any of the music. I would never have been invited to speak at uh, the closing talk at TEDx because that happened through social media. Um, I would have never have uh, uh, spoken and there was a 700-person event in Canada where I, I was on this beautiful grand piano and showcasing footage of mine from around the world. That happened through social media. Um, All of these things had had happened through social media and through the very thing that uh, is disconnecting a lot of people. And so the realization that I've had is that technology isn't the actual problem here. It's pointing to it. It's magnifying it.
0: Interesting. That if
1: unconsciously we believe we're not enough, if we don't believe we belong, if we believe that we are rejected, that we're not worthy of love or respect, then technology will speed up and magnify that.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I agree and, with
1: you. Yeah, and that realization, I, I really wanted to drive home in the talk and through the uh, through the project in terms of the, the, the people from 40 countries is that it, it comes down to how we're utilizing it. Sure. And if we're conscious about it and if we're purposeful with it, it can allow us to uh, create things in the world and create solutions to our world's greatest challenges faster than we have ever been able to before. If you think about how long that would have taken me to do, uh, it took me four months, right? Mm-hmm. That would have taken years to yep. do, let alone the thousands of hours of travel and emissions and money and all of that that, would, that it would have taken uh, to complete something like that. like it's monumental. maybe it would have taken more than years, maybe it's decades. I, I really don't know. Sure. Uh, I think about sure. it though and just go that that would have been near on impossible to do. And you we were able to do it in just four months. And I've got people out of that that are just great friends now um, that are just magical people um, that I feel very, very blessed to be a, a part of their world uh, sure. and I feel mutual as well. So, yeah, I, I really wanted to drive that home, that um, that technology uh, and specifically the, the very things that are getting blamed right now for how we're seeing our world. its it, We've got to go much deeper. We've got to get to the core of what's really playing out because if we don't, technology is just going to continue speeding up. Yeah. If we don't get to the core of the issue, it's going to continue speeding up the rate at which we feel lonely, in which we feel disconnected, in which we feel isolated, depressed, anxious. And the beautiful thing is the exact opposite is true as well. That if we learn how to harness the power of these technologies, it can allow us to feel even more connected, even more at peace, even more loved, even more respected. And I think that is just a beautiful place to be, but we've got to get our act together both in companies and teaching this stuff around emotional intelligence in the digital world. Um, I liken it to what I call hybrid, which is how to be a high performing human in a digital world. Um, You know, we've got these beautiful skill sets that we've got as human beings, our human traits of courage and curiosity and creativity and understanding our emotions. Um, And then being able to couple that with technology is something that we can develop going forward uh, as a skill set that allows us to adapt to change very rapidly and and solve, as I mentioned before, solve a lot of the challenges we're being exposed to.
0: No, man, I, I love it. So I'm curious, though, did you, obviously they were strangers, but did you talk to each one of them on Skype or, or on the phone?
1: Yeah, so, so I mean, while, while they were strangers to begin with, yeah, a lot of them have become very good friends sure. of mine. Uh, some, you know, and this is another beauty of technology, is that uh, a number of the people in there can't speak English. Interesting. Yeah, and so we communicated through text throughout the entire project Interesting. because Interesting. Uh, that was that was the way that we could both communicate uh, because we could use then a Google Translate, for example, or other translation tool uh, to be able to know and understand what we were both saying. Interesting. <laughs> I had a, a, a guy, a Tongo, a great guy, amazing human being, uh, and uh, and we he's from Mexico. And he makes his homemade flutes, and so he played the flute in that and recorded. Um, and and yeah, we, we had all co- all communication was done through uh, through Facebook Messenger.
0: Very cool. So yeah. So I'm curious then. How did you 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 wrote the song, but did you send them the music and kind of the the time signature? Like, how did that kind of work out? Because I I I've played in less like crappy bands growing up uh, and getting you know three or four people in one room to kind of sync up and and play can be quite the challenge you know Uh, so when you when when you first told me about this project and you said you had 80 strangers playing from all parts of the world I'm just thinking like from an editing this all together that must have been an incredible nightmare like how did you sort that out
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was a crazy a crazy uh, experience, and we had um, so there are a few few different parts to this. Uh, first up, I I recorded uh, the piano and the vocals in Mexico in my apartment. Okay. So the, the actual the actual vocals and the um and the piano that you hear on the video yeah. um and in the music, I actually recorded in that apartment, uh, which is pretty cool in, in itself. Sure. Uh, and then, and then, so we knew what the what the uh, you know the tempo was. And uh, and then I I uh, needed to uh, while I was finding different people, although they, they would send back a, a demo of what they could do mm-hmm. for me to be able to select different people. Um, and then I, I I did a shout out and uh, well, a look for and a search for uh, somebody that would be the mixing engineer. Um, so you know we found a, an amazing human being in Christo over in Bosnia. Um, and uh, yeah, we we, we worked a lot together. <laughs> uh, him, him, uh, Christo and Igor uh, are the two guys that I've spent more time over the past four months than anybody else by far. Um, uh, you know, the, the sleepless nights and uh, you know, going through a deal the very next day a lot of the time. Um, but so as as time went on, you know, we had um, you know, uh, a Cloud system set up for file, for the filing and a and a really um, clear and concise filing system and I'm very appreciative that I set that up right from the get go um, because that would have been an absolute nightmare if that wasn't in place um, in terms of the videos and the and the audio um, and then yeah so we had uh, we had the We worked on the the, uh, arrangement, Uh, so Chris and I worked on the arrangement as to what it would be, the drums, the bass, the guitars, the flutes, the violins, the other cool instruments that we wanted to have in there. Um, and then we had, so we had that as a, as a bass track. So everybody then, then we split out all of the different tracks. So we had a a solo violin track, a viola track, um, flute track, a, uh, drums track, a, an African drums track, a, uh, um, uh, you know, all all of the different instruments were all split out into individual instruments so that people could then, uh, download their, the full song. So they knew how it needed to sound as well as the solo track so that they could actually do that. Um, for some people, we did uh, sheet music as well. Um, it wasn't the best because uh, you know it was translation from MIDI, um, but uh, yeah, we we did we did the best that we could, and that was enough for uh, for some of the people, especially more of the uh, those who uh, have taught have learned traditionally through music, especially the strings players. Sure. Um, you know, having having the, the sheet music was at least a help. Uh, and then yeah, from there it was uh, we worked on the on, on the arrangement, which was a, a, a crazy. A crazy project, and and then the video editing as well, which was an again, you know, animating, uh, you know, it was an animated split screen video that we had, uh, which <laughs> leading up to the TEDx talk, uh, we finished. Uh, so we went through the night before sound check until 6 a.m. in the morning, wow. and that was when that was when I sent across the video to the uh, to the sound guy and said, hey, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I then went to sleep for two hours, then went out and uh, and spent some time with my sister and her fiance in Rome uh, to see a couple of sites, came back, went to sound check and checked to make sure the video was working okay. And the very next day uh, when did the talk.
0: That's great, man. that's that's amazing, <laughs> right? Like just that you pulled that off. Um did you pay the people to be in the show or into the song, or how did that work?
1: Yeah. So, uh, there, so there was uh, there was a couple of options. So there was payments as well as there was the ability to volunteer and donate their Thanks. what they were paid towards the reforestation project that we did for the project. So we actually donated uh, collectively donated a thousand trees for this project as wow. well. That's really great. Uh, it was to, yeah. Thank you. It was it was to really again it was to show that you can create masterful outcomes and remarkable outcomes while doing good for the planet at the same time it doesn't have to be after you've done it should be done during uh so, and, and i think that's a really important thing for companies to understand um, that really has to happen going forward because we we need to be better stewards of our of our planet and uh and so so yeah so there, there was a thousand uh thousand trees that were wow. that were planted which was amazing so yeah some people some people were uh, you know, wanted to wanted to put it towards the trees. Others uh, were in a situation where they wanted to be paid, and that's uh, that was absolutely fine. Um, and uh, yeah, it just depended on on their situation as to as to where they were at. Um, and and yeah, uh, but I think the the really important thing, uh, which was uh, important right from the start, is that even if they were getting paid, uh, then it, it was important that they. The first, the first thing was that they wanted to be a part of something greater than sure. themselves, part of something meaningful. You know, we had some people that didn't make the cut uh, because that was just, you could just tell, I could just tell it was, they were just purely in it for themselves. Um, and it was, it just wasn't a, wasn't a, a culture fit. Um, it wasn't a values alignment. And so that was really important, first and foremost, because, yeah, you know, it, it was a, well, what because there were that many people involved, they might not have been paid as, as much as they would normally would have for you know, in terms of session musician. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that we at least paid um, something you you know to to say thank you and to um, respect them and and show them that we valued their time uh, and and made sure that that was that was the case.
0: Very cool, man. So you've done this for a couple of years, kind of traveling, but you've been doing this a lot longer. And you've been coaching people um, for for a long time now. What advice, or what do you kind of commonly see in these people that are you know high achievers or or people that are that you've worked with that you know you maybe want to demystify or um, you know give kind of advice around you know people that are maybe up and coming or or they're scared to actually kind of take the the leap. Uh, mm. to actually do do some of the stuff that they want to do in life.
1: Yeah, uh, there is, yeah, I, I'm more than happy to share. there's a, n- a number of a number of things to mention here. Uh, one is they seek out advice and and they know that they uh, they don't know everything. Sure. Uh, and so it's about having smarter people around them to ensure that they're able to find uh, ways of doing things smarter and faster. Uh, they value uh, their time. Uh, a lot, and so that and that then comes back to again. Um, what I find is that, especially when I'm working with somebody, it's they they value they value the time more than money. Uh, often, because money money can be done, and and when from a time point of view is that if I can leverage my my time to get a result even faster, that means I'm going to make more money in the long run. Um, and so and so they look at investment over. Um, over, over how much is it going to cost me. Um, they look at the return on investment instead. Um, that's a really important one. That's something that I learned as well for me personally years ago uh, because I used to be very much about cost, cost, you know, how, to, how, how much is this going to cost me? So like, hang on a second. How much, what, what's the return going to be for me on, from this? What can I expect to, to re, you know, in terms of return? Now, that could be a return on investment from a money point of view, uh, but it could also be a return on investment of time, of energy, of experiences, Know uh, and understand what it is that you're wanting to achieve and experience, and and work out the smartest ways to get there. And often you'll find that's working either with somebody or somehow uh, being able to uh, leverage the the things around you as well as your own expertise to get a result much faster than you would have been able to alone or otherwise. Um, so that's that's a really important thing to understand.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, the other is, I mean, there, there's a there's an in, a, a high level of courage. Uh, There's uh, the ability to get out of their own way, Uh, the the ability to to step forward with with confidence and backing themselves. uh, That that if they go forward, then uh, and and that comes down to risk as well. Is uh, while it's it's taking educated risks, it's not just about being very flippant about it, uh, because that can get you in a lot of a lot of trouble. And and those who are uh, are very, uh, like I said, very successful in their in their field. Um, well, I find I've taken educated risks. Um, you know, people, some people would look at my maybe the, the makeup of my own self and, and go, man, that was really risky. And to me, it wasn't. It was. You know, it's. I'm I'm backing myself into this, and I know it's going to work out. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out yet. Yes. I don't know all the yes. answers, but I know it's going to work out some way, shape, or form, and I'm going to be okay. Um, and so that's that's that. I, I think the other big but, big. Part is, sorry,
0: before you go, but like, just elaborate on that for a second, because. Sure. My, my question to you is going to be like, what's the worst that's going to happen to you if it doesn't work itself out? Yeah. You potentially is- have to go back home to your family farm in Australia for weeks or maybe a few months to maybe get some more money to to pick up and go again. Is that... Fair statement to say. Yeah. So,
1: and, and this is, I, this is, a, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's exactly what I was about to mention next. Okay. A, sorry, I got you it's, off. It's, <laughs> no, no. This is this is, this is perfect, man. We're on, We're vibing, man. We're on, we're on the same wavelength, right? <laughs> um, and this goes for everybody. So for me personally as well, um, it's about you making peace with the worst case scenario. Okay. If you can make peace with the worst case scenario, you can go forward with com- with confidence and courage. Fear dissipates because it doesn't matter if the worst case scenario comes true you've already taken care of it in your own mind sure. and so for me it was it was yeah a number of years ago I, I i did this exercise and it was it was similar to to what you mentioned there it was well and i was in a relationship at the time it would be relationship would end uh, my business would go under uh, the company would go under i'd let people down uh, i'd have to move back and yeah it would be move back to the to the place i grew up and uh and and have to go and get a job, um, and and all of these things I, that I had painted in my mind were just monumental failures. But when I but when I really uncovered it, I then thought, all right, well, so so yeah, I'd be back there. That'd mean that I, oh, well, I could. It'd mean I'd spend some more time with my family. Um, and oh well, I I could go out and capture some videos in out in wherever I am. That would that would be okay. Oh, and there's a piano there, so I you know I could at least you know write some new music. And I started to realize, huh, it's not actually that bad.
0: No, you're like, maybe I want to do that for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd actually be okay if that happened,
1: right? It's, um, and, all of, and all of a sudden, the, the worst case scenario that I had made in my mind was BS. It sure. was made up. And that's what happens a lot of the time is that in our lives, in our companies, we make up stuff that isn't even real. We exactly. make up stories in our mind for things that haven't even happened yet. that's a lot of wasted energy for things that haven't even happened yet. If you're going to make up stuff, you might as well be making up stuff that's supportive of your success, right? Sure. Really, really important to understand. And so once you've made peace with that worst-case scenario, you're able to go forth and and make, like I said, educated decisions, strategic decisions about how you can move forward with with that confidence because the fear isn't uh, – out of proportion with what you're actually being exposed to.
0: I think that's really good advice, man. I I agree. I 100% agree. I think that's probably the single most probably complex thing for most people, I think, to get over, right?
1: Hold so many people back, man. Hold so many people back. And it comes back to our, I mean, this comes back to our survival mechanisms. This is what we're fighting against in terms of our makeup. Here's the thing. And I think this is, this is going to be really, really important. Those tuning in, really listen to this. Our external worlds are evolving faster than we are. Interesting. Now, let me unpack that for a moment. Technology is, is rapidly evolving. Our world is rapidly evolving. We as human beings, our physical makeup, our internal makeup, hasn't evolved that much over the last 10,000 years. Yep. We've still got the basic survival mechanism of if it's unsafe... Get out of there because that saber-tooth tiger is going to kill you.
0: Yeah. yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's no. It, but the thing is, it's it's not like so much a, a physical chance of death in, especially in more the developed world, but a psychological death. The psychological survival. And so it becomes, it's not safe to go out there. It's not safe to go outside of that cave because that saber-tooth tiger is there. It's going to eat me. It's going to kill me. And that's what we're fighting against unconsciously now. If you haven't got the emotional intelligence yet to understand what's playing out underneath the surface, you are going to be battling against that rather than understanding what's playing out there so that then you can actually play in a different sphere. And that sphere is being okay with the worst case scenario, which means that, huh, it might actually be okay to walk outside of this cave. (laughs) Yeah? Mm -hmm. and sudden you can start peering outside and start taking action that you might not have otherwise taken otherwise you're able to adapt to change much easier as well because the moment that you're able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is the moment that you're being spending your time in the unknown that's where all the solutions to your problems right now are
0: <laughs> sure
1: because if they if, if the solutions to the problems that you have right now are in the things that you already know you would have already solved them Interesting. Yeah, you would already yeah. solve them. That makes sense, right? Yeah,
0: it makes sense. It's just So
1: every so yeah. so it makes it makes perfect sense then that the more time you spend in the unknown, the faster you will come up with the solutions to the challenges that you're facing. Now, it does take for you to be strategic around that, which is why guiding your curiosity is really important, which comes down to having empowering questions that you can ask that allow you to inquire as to how you could potentially solve these, which open you up to those possibilities in the direction you're wanting to go. But nevertheless, you're still in the unknown. Yep. The more time you spend there, the faster your growth will occur. And we come full circle here. I was just going to say that. Your, the quality of your life. Will be in direct correlation with the amount of uncertainty you can handle. Sure. All of your life being how fast are you going to be able to grow and become that next version of yourself again and again and again and again? Because that's the beautiful thing about us as human beings is that we are born to evolve. We're born to grow. We're born to explore. But the very things that allowed us to explore in the first time, in the, in the, in the first time around, are some of the things that are that are keeping us held back right now.
0: Yep. And Cameron, we came full circle in the show. Even you talked about that early on,
1: <laughs> like a like a
0: magical <laughs> magical thing. We, we we
1: totally planned that,
0: dude, didn't
1: we? As we said, said before, hey, can you make sure that we I, you know say this quote right at the start, and then we come back full circle so that it just that, blows people away? That's actually yeah, that's pretty that.
0: amazing that we did that. That's <laughs> wild. But I, I really want to cover one last thing because we're running out of time. Sure, you are a National Geographic explorer. That's a huge thing. Do you want to talk about what that actually is and what you're doing for them without giving away, you know, with with what you could talk about so far?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so after my time in Colombia last year was a really touching time for me, really meaningful time because I experienced some really... Uh, contrasting experiences there. While there's widespread peace in the country, uh, there's also destruction going on of the environment now in in a number of areas. Um, you know, I saw trees being cut down in front of my eyes. Mining companies moving into areas that you just look at and go, "Really, guys?" Um, you know, these beautiful, pristine areas of jungle. Um, and so, it it really touched me in 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 a lot of ways. And um, and so uh, I in terms of the National Geographic project that I'll be going back there for next year, uh, I'll be, uh, so we partnered up and so there's a, a couple of mini documentaries, a couple of stories that I'll be uh, helping to produce uh, back in that region uh, to help to promote the sustainability in the region. Um, so that'll happen in around this stage, about March 2019. Um, yeah. well, it was going to be happening about now, like in about a couple of weeks, but with the release of of There Is Still Time, we, we put it towards the um, you know the the new year, um, so that's going to be uh, amazing to uh, to do, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, like I said, a, a way of of a, again being able to give um, and being able to utilize the skill sets that I personally have to uh, to make a difference in the world. Um, and yeah, we're all we're all very excited um, and uh, you know excited to be able to tell those stories that um, you know with the outcome of of uh, more sustainable uh, development happening in the region, because. Development is going to happen in the, in the area because at the end of the day, um, it's, a, it's a country that's in development mode. Sure. Sure. Um, they're, they're moving out of uh, war-torn t- re- uh, times uh, and, and into a time of peace. And we really need to make sure um, that we learn from mistakes of other countries and how they tra- treated the environment when going through that phase. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I am very uh, appreciative of the opportunity to be able to play a part in that project.
0: That's really great, man, um, but we're coming. We're at the end of the show, so let's close with mentioning yep. where people can get more information about yourself, watch the video and all the other videos you've done in the past, where can they get more information about all the stuff you've been involved in?
1: Definitely, so the company site is thrivingcollective.com, uh, if you want to go and watch the videos and learn more about the project, it's thrivingcollective.com forward slash change. And then uh, social media, the handle is at, uh, uh, at Ask Cameron Brown. So A-S-K, Cameron Brown. That's uh, you know Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of
0: stuff. Perfect, Cameron. As always, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day, man.
1: Thanks, man. It's been a great, great time today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man.
0: Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. To join the free community, buy some merch, sponsor the show, or sign up for the newsletter, please visit the website at buildingthefutureshow.com. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep building the future.